0: Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House.
1: Yes, it is. Every Saturday morning for three hours, Rosie on the House just happens to be every Arizona homeowner's happy place where we're here to help you with your favorite two things, you and your house. Don't even think about touching your house until you touch base with us here at Rosie on the House. We're here live on air for another hour. If you'd like to reach us, our phone lines are completely open right now. We'll find out who you are, where you're calling from, your question, and we'll get it answered as quick as we can. The number is a toll-free number. Sweet Jennifer pays for the phone call. How about that? one 888 767 Forty-eight, one triple eight, 888 767 4348 Allow us the privilege of putting our 48 years of building and remodeling Arizona home to work for you. It doesn't matter where you are in Arizona. I've been there. And it doesn't matter what you're trying to do. I've already tried it. Put my Arizona home building remodeling experience to work for you. And I always talk about We're Arizona-specific, but, boy, I got a fun email this week. Hi, Rosie. You mentioned on your Christmas Eve show the town of Lordsburg, New Mexico. We live in Columbus, New Mexico, 90 miles east of Lordsburg, right on the border with Mexico, and we listen to you every Saturday. Please know that the Land of Enchantment also tunes into your broadcast and appreciate all you have to share. Take care and Feliz... Año Nueve, Nuevo, from John in Pancho Villa land. So I'm I'm going to have to look.
2: <laughs> that's great. Uh, it is. I'm going to have to
1: look old John up. I've never been to Columbus. I've been to Animus. I've been to Rodeo. I've been to uh, Deming, Lordsburg, Silver City. But I've never been all the way down to Columbus, so I'll have to go check it out. I can say I've been to Deming not only by car, but by Amtrak, too. By Amtrak. Yeah, that's yeah, fun. That's fun. One of the questions we received a lot in the last couple weeks is what do I do with the coyote in my backyard? What do I do with the javelina walking up to my front door? Wildlife, urban wildlife, walking in and invading your neighborhood. And uh, I think it's the number one post on our Nextdoor app in our neighborhood is people are worried. Don't let your dog out in the backyard by itself. There's coyotes moving in that backwash back there. So... We came in and uh, reached out to Arizona Game and Fish and uh, invited an old friend from the department onto the show, Mr. Darren Julian, who just happens to be the urban wildlife specialist, to talk to us about what we can or can't do, or what we can, what can we count on Game and Fish and other resources to do, should we have that nuisance herd of javelina that learned your neighborhood because of all the pumpkins y'all put out on the front patio darren thanks for joining us today buddy
0: yeah thank you rosie thanks for having me
1: well i bet if we're getting a lot of phone calls about this right now i mean we've got the rain the the wildlife ought to have all the water and all the food they need out there in the wild what are they doing in the neighborhoods
0: well, uh, that's kind of strange, though. Usually when it does rain, we our calls tend to go down. But for some reason, this time of year, they've, they're go- they've gone up. And I think probably a couple things is I think the wildlife, as much as us, have gotten accustomed to it not raining this time of year and just used to the summer rains. Uh, so they probably don't know what to do with themselves this time of year.
1: Well, y'all, we we are being flooded with it. Y'all must be flooded with it. Talk about... Uh, what does a homeowner, what can a homeowner expect in the way of resources to remove a nuisance? Uh, our neighbor had her little dog named Buddy literally mauled by a coyote that jumped a five-foot block wall and got little Buddy. Now, Buddy survived, but with about 100 stitches. What does a homeowner do in that kind of environment? What are our, what are our resources?
0: Well, the resources are, it just depends
1: on um, what you feel comfortable
0: doing. With any of these things that we recommend, as far as solutions or resolution to our human-wildlife conflicts, uh, has to do either with uh, time uh, and resources, time and energy that it requires to to, to handle some of these issues, or the, the expense of modifying our own habitat to exclude animals from coming in. Um, so you know, time and energy, the things that that cost little. Uh, uh, requires people to either keep an eye on their dogs and, and, and cats while they're outside, keep them in uh, enclosed or enclosures like dog runs and things like that if they cannot be supervised. Uh, or, and the other part of it is how we interact with these animals. If we don't do anything to discourage them from being in our neighborhoods, then essentially we're rolling out the red carpet for them. <laughs> we're allowing them to come and move through our neighborhoods and communities without anyone pushing back on them. And there are some things that people can do to make these animals weary or afraid of humans again. And I think that's kind of a lot of things that we've been dealing with lately is either complacency or just um, people um, becoming, you know, not doing anything to push back when they're seeing wildlife in our neighborhoods.
1: My neighbor, I think my neighbor this Halloween had about eight pumpkins eaten by a herd of javelina and i'm not in rio verde i'm not in carefree i'm not i'm in scottsdale and uh i finally just uh asked him i said look if i bought you some plastic pumpkins <laughs> could you be okay with that because i mean the, the javelina herd literally took up residence in the neighborhood
0: yeah i get that a lot especially on around halloween when uh, the next morning they see the pumpkins, you know, kind of scattered and destroyed and all over the, the street and everything. And people assume it's, you know, the neighborhood hooligans. And more times than not, it's it's our wildlife that are finding that easy and available food source. That's basically put out there on a silver platter for them.
1: Now I would imagine y'all at Game and Fish get a lot of phone calls. Come remove this animal, come remove this animal. What are the resources a homeowner can can go to, because I don't think Game and Fish, rem- uh, I know y'all removed a couple bears out of Mesa during the drought about 15 years ago, but uh, what, what, what could we expect from Game and Fish or who could we reach out to?
0: Well, a lot of things, if, if removal is what you want to have happen and, and where Arizona Game and Fish Department gets involved is when we're dealing with um, an immediate human uh, safety issue or human health issue, talking about coyotes that have bit someone or you know crossed the line and showed uh, aggressive nature towards people, not necessarily their pets, okay. So when that happens, we get involved and when we remove animals, it's lethal. We're not going to put a problem animal somewhere else in the state, okay because essentially we're just removing our problems. Short of that, there's a, a huge uh, number of companies that are licensed by Arizona Game and Fish Department are wildlife control operators or wildlife uh, service licensees that we license that people that, that are that are uh, licensed by Arizona game and Fish uh, and are knowledgeable on how to trap and remove animals from your yard and neighborhood.
1: Did you see the picture I sent you that we were sent a coyote sitting up on the hood of a car in somebody's front yard? <laughs>
0: Yes, I saw that, and I did all I could to try and debunk that and stuff, though. And if if that's photoshopped, I mean, they did a good job with the with the reflection and everything and the movement and stuff, though. And you know, I was expecting to see kind of a break there and see, you know, maybe maybe where the the coyote turned his head. There was you know animatronics or something like that. I just think um, he got a great deal on a car, man. Man. <laughs> I don't know, we've seen in the years past, I don't know if anyone's seen this, but there was a a pickup truck that was driving around that had a taxidermied coyote hanging on off the tailgate and (laughs) stuff, so that was my my first reaction, so, um, but, you know, you see cats do this all the time, usually they lay on the hoods where it's warm after you you come home at night, but, you know, a couple things that stand out to me looking at that coyote is, it barely even glanced at the cars and that's pretty typical cars are an everyday occurrence in their, in their daily lives. And as long as they're not in front of a car, they're not a threat to them. Um, And, you know, there was no human involved in there. So, you know, it was, you know, just essentially that coyote was looking at a car Um, probably. And my guess is, is that this coyote was getting a high advantage point and there's probably other coyotes that are coming down the street, trying to flush, you know, rabbits and birds out so that he can, see them coming and wait for them.
1: That's my guess. Well, Darren, we appreciate you joining us and we appreciate you sharing the, uh, what did you call it? Wildlife relocation specialists?
0: Yeah, we have a Wildlife Service license service. that yeah. are on okay. the game, game at this webpage. Um, for a lot of information, if people could just simply Google living with wildlife in Arizona, That's, a, there a, it our, is. Our main page. Yeah, our main page, and it's got links to species, different species, coyotes, havelina, bobcats, essentially. And then it's also got links to these uh, people that are licensed to do removal if they so choose.
1: Awesome. Darren, thanks a million for taking time off your Saturday to join us and share this information with the Arizona homeowners. We'd really appreciate it. And as a connoisseur of game and fish departments all over this country, hats off to Arizona game and fish. I think the best run game and fish department in the entire country.
0: Well, thank you, Rosie. And certainly it helps me out to help press our messages out there for people to be able to you know, go to our website and find this information. And then to provide a little information for me today, you know, it's easier to speak to, you know, a uh, few hundred thousand people on, you know, at once or, you know, ho- hopefully it frees up my day, you <laughs> know, me individually on the phone. One <laughs> phone call
1: at a time. Darren, thanks a bunch. Yeah. Marie, calling from Tucson. You've been on hold for a little while. We'll get to you on a plumbing question right after this quick break. Lines are open at one 767 4348
2: no regrets, Coyote. We just come from such different sets of circumstance. I'm up all night in the studios in Europe. Early on your ranch, you'll be brushing out the
3: food. As we get down to Tucson and bring Marie into the conversation, let's go ahead and uh, do our ASU basketball ticket giveaway. They are hosting UCLA Thursday, January 19th. Uh, um... Not kickoff, not the first tip. Tip off. tip off is at eight uh, eight thirty p.m. And the question that was in the our newsletter. So if you've had two days to research this, if you're on our email newsletter subscription, what food is banned from ASU stadiums? Text that answer to four one one nine two three. A food a, group? A or no. A specific th- food is banned from ASU stadiums. What is that? Text the answer to 411923. Between now and the end of this programming segment, we'll pick a random right winner, and you and a friend or your spouse, loved one, will be going to watch uh,
1: ASU on Thursday night. Am I close if I say a Tucson Sonoran dog? No. <laughs> okay, well, that would it, be. It, that,
3: it is that, one that would you would, only get. It, it is an indigenous food to the Southwest, though. Okay, all right. What what that, that food, is a good quite guess though. <laughs> what food is
1: forbidden from the ASU stadium? Let's see if we can bring Marie it's, in from Tucson, Marie, and it's not Wilbur's f- food either. Okay. Good morning, Rosie. Hey, good morning. Thank you for being patient while we were on the phone with Fishing Game. How can we help you?
2: Well, I had this question and I thought, oh my goodness, goodness, I wish someone could help me, advise me. You know, and then I thought, Rosie, 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 I've been listening to you for years, so. I thought I can ask you the question. Sure. So during Thanksgiving, I had a house full of, you know, out-of-town guests, and sure enough, the toilet started to overflow. Of course. And we had to have a middle-of-the-night, uh, well, you know, horrible
1: yep, yep.
2: thing. It was so expensive and so awful. And uh, they were wonderful. I mean, they came and they did what they could do. Uh, but the next day, uh, or, you know, when they finished up the job, they showed me a picture of looking into the pipes. and okay. And they all that you can see like debris along the way, and he says that's just what happens to pipes. Our house was built in the early seventies, okay. And uh, he recommended this new treatment that they can do that some sort of a power thing, yep. Yep. and and that it knocks off some of that debris, right. And that it would be about it would be a total of six hundred dollars, and I was ready to do it until somebody said something about then you have to kind of keep on doing it, like even every year or something, and I thought, well, that's too expensive for prevention. And, and then I was seeing commercials on TV for a re-piping, and right. then I thought, I'm sure that's much more expensive. It but is. then I thought, well, if I had to pay 600 a year for how many years, you know, anyway, that's the question,
1: Well, it- which is... It's going to take an eye of an experienced person to look at that video that they shot. Did they happen to share the video with you by way of email or any sort at all?
2: No, no, they didn't.
1: Generally, if you ask, they will. Okay, and what I would want to be looking at, as that camera goes down the waistline, I would want to look for imperfections in the the, uh, pipe. I would want to look for root intrusion in the pipe. The fact that it's got debris in it is just what a sewer pipe does. (laughs) That's its job. Uh, Move the debris. I'm looking for things that are going to stop flow. Um, And in a 70s home, we could be getting to the age where a good power flush would, would, would be a good call. But. I'm aware of 70 homes that have that and the deterioration of the pipe was so bad. It blew the pipe out. Uh, And then you had to go either to pipe replacement or pipe lining and pipe lining is expensive, but it does give you a brand new sewer line for another 50 years, uh, pretty much trouble free. But then again, You have to use somebody that's experienced with it uh, because what it is it's an epoxy balloon they clean the inside of the pipe out and then they stretch an epoxy spaghetti noodle through the pipe and they close it off on each end and then they inject air into one side and they blow it up so it, it now adheres to the inside walls of your pipe and if your pipe has been fairly well cleaned that makes a very smooth surface that epoxy lining now is as smooth as vinyl flooring. It's as smooth as glass. There's nothing that can stop anything from flowing. So it's a great technology. Unfortunately, the people that are kind of known for that haven't been able to get Rosie certified. And it's not because the product isn't good. Is because they haven't learned customer service to the degree it takes to become Rosie certified. So I would tell you, Marie, go ahead and get to rosieonthehouse.com. Get to the plumbers that serve the Pima County area. Let them know you talk directly to Rosie. And you wanted them to either look at the video that, that the other company is going to provide for you. Uh, or you want them to camera the pipe themselves and come up to their own conclusions and maybe that might be the place to start is get a whole different second set of opinions from somebody I trust and respect and let's see if the two opinions match that yeah there is something needs to be done well at that point then we take it step by step I will tell you to power wash, I'm gonna call it power washing, but to power scrub the inside of your line, the quote for six hundred bucks is really a pretty reasonable quote. That's not a bad quote. To epoxy line that pipe is going to be thousands of dollars. I can tell you, at a home we tried it as an experiment, we installed seventeen feet of the epoxy liner, and it was, was it six? It was six thousand yeah. dollars. So
4: it it's expensive, yeah, and it had a hiccup.
1: <laughs> yes, it did have so, a hiccup. So. Yes, it did. But no. if you if you're trying not to saw cut your floor and it's tear up the whole center of your house, it it uh, makes sense. Marie, I hope that helps. Get with the Roselle House Plumber certified in Pima County. And the correct answer is not peanuts.
4: That's what it, I was going to. It was
3: not sunflower seeds. It's not Wilbur's breakfast. It is tortillas. What? If your 480 number ends in 0121, congratulations. You're the random right winner.
4: <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> hey, we had a little bit of interaction uh, at, uh, at the break. People reacting to our wildlife segment. Yes. Um, when we talked about our neighbor whose dog, Buddy, was um, attacked. And he, the gentleman called in and so, said, well, I think she needs a bigger dog. but. I want to tell y'all that was not a tiny dog. Buddy is a substantial dog, yeah. and very sturdy. I mean, like solid. So obviously, couldn't be dragged away or over a wall, but uh, still sustained those stitches on the back. So it is something to to be careful of. And then uh, another gentleman called to remind me that we used to tell people. <laughs> I guess just lost track of it. That you know, um, Darren from Arizona Wildlife was talking about making it uncomfortable for wildlife. So, this is a product, it's a water sprayer yep. that's motion activated. And Have a Heart Trap has one called Critter Ritter, and it's like 40 bucks.
3: Oh, good. Because the reason we had stopped talking about that is the company that made that ended up moving or getting bought out and relocated to a different country, and then you couldn't find it again. Like, it, it would Well, apparently, bankrupt. it was.
4: Quite a few now. Everywhere, all, so the, way yeah, all the way from thirty-five. Yeah, all from right. thirty-five bucks to three hundred and fifty dollars. So we'll have to add have, that. Yeah, so we'll have to try one because, man, I want to eat little bunnies off my grass. Um. No,
1: and <laughs> you you could <laughs> daisy chain them. The neighbor's dogs getting eaten, and Ginger upset about rabbit pooping in the lawn. <laughs> I am. <laughs> and I'm upset they keep eating my lettuce.
4: <laughs> what were you going to say, Romy?
3: Well, the and if they work like the the old. Oh, the old ones did. You could daisy chain them together, so you hook it up to the hose. Well, then you can up a hose on, uh, put a new hose on the other side of it, and put it to another one. So you could hook up four or five of these at a the time up. to make a parameter.
4: Oh, cool! Cool. Tug around your, about
3: your lawn.
4: <laughs> so, do you know what month this is? Anybody? Go month. That's right. Get organized and productive month. So I took that to heart. And Rosie was gone last weekend, so I realized what a mess our closets were in, our clothing closet, so I pulled it all out, and I put it all back in very nicely. I threw away the old, I donated some, and then I organized it, Romy, so perfectly, even you would be proud of me. (laughs) And instead of Rosie's stuff being in three closets, it's now in one closet all on the upper shelf. However, the problem is, that one of the places I put his things, like his pants, happens to be where my pants used to be. So even though I walked him in the closet and showed him where everything was, I got a text this week after I got to work. Well, Jennifer, I was a little late for work because uh, I had to try on three pairs of your pants before I found out where mine were. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rosie, do you like it now? Are you getting used to it, honey? I moved your cheese. Do you do you like it any better?
1: I, I leave for three or four days. And... <laughs> Everything where I left it now is relocated.
4: No, you're so, to my credit, I did not throw anything away.
1: I, I'm impressed that you tried three or, or four <laughs> pairs of pants before you realized wait a minute, this
0: is just like
4: my booty's getting big. <laughs> oh, maybe,
1: maybe it's me. I had been hiking the Patagonia Mountains at Canela Hills for four days. I thought, well, I couldn't have gained <laughs> this much weight on a four day hiking trip. But the light was turned off. I didn't have my glasses on. I reached oh, please. I reached to where my pants have been for 25 <laughs> years. And I tried the first pair. I thought, well, Jennifer's got her pair in the wrong place. I grabbed the second pair. Well, uh, then the third pair, I got both legs in right around my calves. Realized they were wrong. Went to step out, fell down, hit my head.
4: Okay, enough. <laughs> so,
1: Concussion did you know? So, Je- Jennifer gets organized, Rosie gets a bump on his head.
4: <laughs> Did you know that pe- some people need clutter therapy? There's such a thing. Oh, I
1: oh yeah, I've been in a lot of those homes.
4: Half of all couples argue over clutter. Now, isn't that interesting? Because here's the, here's the bottom line. Some people see stuff as security, okay? i.e. Rosie. Some people see excess as distracting, i.e. me. <laughs> so we do have a little dance. Hmm. Now, what? You look skeptical.
1: Well, we don't argue about very many things,
4: <laughs> but clutter's one of them.
1: <laughs> um, and I don't think we argue about cover cu- clutter. We we discuss. Okay. And the way we discuss it, folks, let me just let you into Rosie's house here. Uh, I'm at work, or I leave for a couple days. Jennifer organizes sections of the house, and her idea of organizing is move everything into Rosie's garage. <laughs>
4: To be moved, so
1: to be fair. My, my counter to that is I on Sunday nights, uh, after we've gone to church, we've taken our little weekend Sunday afternoon nap, I always suggest, let me cook you dinner, and we'll start a movie. Before the first commercial of the movie hits, she's asleep on the couch every Sunday night. That's when I go to the garage, and I move everything <laughs> back inside.
4: <laughs> well, all kidding aside, we have... The most wonderful organizer is one of our certified partners, and her name is Bridges Connor, and she owns uh, uh, Get Organized with Bridges. Bridges. Sorry, (laughs) I got tongue tied. But um, she has a wonderful newsletter, and here's something that's gonna help us, Rosie. So she does all kinds of great things. If you get her newsletter every month, you get some tips on something to organize, which is very, um, you know, just engaging. But this month, there's a a, a book drive that benefits um, the nurses. The big nurses' book uh, sale that comes uh, 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 on. So I was going thinking, there. I bought we you a bunch of. We are not of, <laughs> going there. I bought you some banker's boxes, honey. I mean, you could be a big donor, so if you want to donate books or CDs or magazines, even check out NV. I'm sorry, VNSABookSale.org, and there's a list of things you can donate, and there's also a list of collection boxes all over town. They look like the mailbox, but they're yellow. But you can go on there, VNSA Book .org and find out where to... So, honey, you could really help these nurses raise some money.
0: She said the B word.
1: For a worthy cause, I can find a a handful of books to donate. That's the one.
4: Okay. Well, thanks, Bridges, for being part of that.
1: (laughs) Banker boxes. Donate my
4: books.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, our weekly to-do this week talks about how to fix broken tile. It could be broken from... uh, you know, on the floor, if there is a crack on your slab teleporting through, it could be that you drop something on it. Uh, if it's shower tile, it could have fallen against it, uh, whatever the case may be. This is generally why when you go into a home, you'll find extra tiles somewhere. Hope, you hope so, yeah. Under a, under a sink, in a closet, in the garage, because uh, you need—it's it's from the original install— and you have it for these future repairs because tile changeover happens extremely quick. If tile you buy today probably won't be available in, you know, the next 12 to 18 Six months. Six
1: weeks. Six, <laughs> weeks.
4: <laughs> Six minutes.
3: <clears throat> the batches change. The colors change. The styles change. It's...
4: And storage, too, for the tile people. Where are they going to put all those? Mm-hmm. So buy more.
3: So hopefully you have some excess uh Tile pieces to repair it with, and you know, a little chisel, a little hammer to finish chipping out which piece is broken is the first part. And, you know, and like you know, so many things in the construction industry, it's the prep work before you put on the finish layer that makes a big difference in the durability
1: and longevity of that project. While you carry on the steps, let me just interject one thing wear safety glasses. When you're chipping the crack tile out, you're going to be throwing literally pieces of glass shards in every direction. Safety glasses absolutely mandatory in this job. And I like using a little Dremel tool to take the grout out, but it's messy. You can use a hand grout saw. Uh, probably be better for most homeowners, but you can actually create a little uh, dust barrier wall, get in there. And use a Dremel tool, take the grout out. Then you take a hammer, crack the tile that's already cracked into little pieces. That's where the flying glass fragments are going to catch you. And then get in there with a cold chisel and clean down to the slab.
3: And once you have your mortar mix matched, you'll find out just why uh, it's a challenge. Because when you go to, you know, you put your grout on the back of your tile and you put it down, that's not... All four corners aren't gonna line up with the rest of the (laughs) tile. There's always gonna be one that's like, okay, you gotta push down farther in this corner to get it flat, so that you don't trip there. Then this side's up, and you're you gotta kind of wobble it around. And if you have to take it out, scrape off that mortar, put on a new one, and uh, a new coat, and put it back on. Uh, You know, it's most concrete floors and surfaces are not perfectly flat. And the tile setters, you know, one of their keys to their job is make is when their tile is done not having any corners to chip to t- tip on. So toe catchers. They've got you know different you know so they might need more grout in this area. They might need to self level this area before they put uh, the grout on. So <clears throat> one one piece of tile. Hopefully, if the floor setter did a good job the first time, it's going to be easy. But just be aware watch all four corners and look for those then you'll put your new grout back in and then that's where it really gets uh tricky because that grout is going to look a lot different than the rest of the grout and it never will look the same because that older grout's been there hydrating for a lot longer collecting grout and and concrete cement (laughs) products never actually fully dry they hydrate indefinitely so you know during the curing process the first couple days is the most important but it will cure the, its entire life so you've got to now seal the entire grout area so it all looks the same and if it's a uh, kitchen tile that flows into the living room that flows around to the hallway you know that could be a pretty big project to now try and get it all to match
1: absolutely absolutely so repairing crack tile you can find that on our website rosyonhouse.com. you got an article about that In our newsletter, if you're a subscriber, which anyone can subscribe to it, it's uh, on the website. You'll find subscription. We we deliver tens of thousands of those to Arizona homeowners all across the state every single week. It kind of tells you what we're going to cover about this particular Saturday, the next broadcast. So if it's something that you're considering tackling or something you've been considering doing, it's kind of a heads up, hey, tune in. This is something we're going to be covering. We were on the issue of plumbing down in Tucson and whether or not a drain line needs to be replaced. We've been flooded this week. Maricopa County cities have been sending out notices to buy insurance for your supply line. I want to address that when we get back. Talking a lot about color and paint the whole month of January. This hour, we kind of got off on plumbing a little bit. Marie from Tucson called with a question about uh, her sewer line that had backed up on Thanksgiving. And the inner cynical Rosie giggled at that because I thought that only happened at our house. <laughs> Bad when it does. I thought we only, we get backups only on holidays or when we have guests house at the house. full of people. Yep, every time. So... Uh, Marie, thanks for the call. It's very encouraging and uplifting for me, and I hope we guided you in the right direction. But another thing about plumbing is uh, several cities up in the Maricopa County area, I haven't heard about Pinal or Pima County yet, but are actually sending out notices for water, service, line, repair, insurance. And we have been flooded with people. They, they just take the letter stick it in an envelope and mail it to us with a question mark in a highlighter. Should I or shouldn't I? And the information talks about if your water supply line is over 50 years old, you're approaching the age where 95% of service line services fail. Well, duh. Okay. And so they want to sell you an insurance because homeowners insurance won't cover this. And it seems reasonable. It's $5 a month. If that line breaks, they will come in and repair it up to $10,000 worth of repair. I can tell you, we are not a fan of it. The number of homes that will have to do this is extremely small. Um, If I had a hugely expensive landscaping feature that my waterline went under or some hugely expensive driveway or something, I'd consider it. But chances are all that's excluded from the policy anyway. So I am an underinsurer. I'm an over-saver, okay? I'd rather save money, make interest on it, than – over-insure and let the insurance company collect interest on that money. If you don't believe me, just call the man that's been handling my insurance for 50 years, Clay Jansen at Focus Insurance. He'll tell you how underinsured I am. I follow his advice pretty much most of the time. But I am not a fan of these insurance policies that insure the service, the water supply service line to your house between the meter and your home. Gary, I got something from Gary in my email today or this week, Gary. No, it can't be me. Thanks for the heads up. What's that? Monday MLK is free access, free admission to every Arizona state park and every national park.
0: Now, for Arizona residents, you must have an ID in order to get in free. And national parks is fee-free day. Yeah. You can go see the Grand Canyon for free.
1: Petrified Forest and Petrified all of forest, it. So Colorado, Monday would be a great day to get out there and experience one of the Arizona State Parks or one of the national parks in the great state of Arizona. We've got a caller. Let's see. If, what do you think, Romy? Should I take him on air? Let's see we what we squeeze can do. It in. I think we can squeeze it in. Manny calling from Tucson. Let's bring him into the conversation. Good morning, Manny. We've only got like two minutes left of the show. How can I help you? Okay, I'll try to do this real faster. I uh,
0: remodeled my shower, got everything done, went to go put in my drain cover, and uh, I can't get the old one off, and I tried everything to get it off. And uh, so I thought I'd call a plumber, but then they said I had some rotting on the cast iron flange, and I took a look at it myself after a while, and it's not damaged, but I can't get that uh, cover off
1: at all. And, And you want to take it off for a while? Uh, to put a new one on there. Oh, okay. Uh, and what is the floor of the shower? The floor, uh, floor of the shower right now is a ceramic tile. Okay. I just installed that about two weeks ago. Okay, awesome. Well, if at, at, at last resort, here's what I would do. I would get a Dremel tool with a blade on it, and I would just cut the existing one off and out and take a file wheel on the dremel tool and file it down to where it looks like it's a finished product then you can buy a new drain that actually is just spring loaded with little fingers that go down inside the pipe and spring load and hold there and anytime you want to take it out and and rinse or power uh uh, wash the drain line it's it's really just reaching down with a pencil or a or a a painter's church key or whatever and just clicking on there and popping it right up so dremel tool takes the old one out a buffing wheel polishes up so it looks like brand new which it is only two weeks old uh and then the snap-in drain spring-loaded snap-in drain will be your solution so manny we appreciate the call several calls from the tucson pima county area i'm sure they're having a beautiful day and with all the snow we've been experiencing in Arizona, Romy, I think this is the year, we've, we've said it before, this is the year we need to go ski Mount Lemmon.
3: Think it'll still have snow, by the Tucson Book we, Festival hits, we, or should we get uh, down before that? I
1: know. I think that'd be pushing it. But we got to get we got to get
3: that off our bucket list. Two trips coming up this spring for Tucson, the Tucson Book Festival and Saba Home Show. Annual events that we participate in. Look forward to seeing you all then. If you've got questions between now and next week, com, R-O-S-I-E, thehouse.com.